was up? Was up? Hey, we got Gabe in the house. What's up? What's up? (laughs) (laughs) Only appropriate way to open this particular stream. But yeah, what's up? Everybody, Wednesday is here. It is a vibrant time. I put on my best Florida dad costume (laughs) for the occasion. And we're here to celebrate the life of the greatest father of all time. Juan. (laughs) From the one-on-one podcast. What's up, brother? Thank you, dude. I appreciate that. I'm sorry if my dad's listening. I mean, maybe he's the greatest dad of your generation. That way my dad can still be great. The greatest. No, I don't want to be the greatest anything. Maybe the greatest rabbit hole master dad. I don't know. Maybe find something, you know, more. You don't want to be that because you're going to be way too much of a dad. Think how many babies you'll have if you're the rabbit dad. (laughs) That's right. Speaking of, though, I mean, it is the month of Father's Day. I heard you just finished concocting your newest homunculus. I did. Yes, it was nine months in the making. I have this is my second homunculi now. So it's homunculi. Homunculus is singular. So I have a pair of homunculi. And it was done through an alchemical process. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called sex. So, I mean, it's pretty fun. Make little humans. You just got to be careful. I need to look into that. That sounds interesting. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, you can do your own research on the internet and <laughs> you know, why is it? It always goes back to the homunculus, right? Like no matter what you look at, it's always back to the homunculus. So yeah, no, but it's great. I think kids are awesome. Uh, it's, it, I was having a conversation with somebody the, the other yesterday where it's like, you know, the answer to all the mystery schools and everything is love. Cause you can't describe it. You know, when you pick up that little homunculus in your arms, you just don't know how to describe the way that you feel. I guess it's this crazy feeling that, you know, when you first see it and Gabe knows what I'm talking about. Cause he's been there like that one, the first time you look at them when they open their eyes and it's like, man, I fucking love you so much. And if we could all be like that with each other, I think that's where the answer to all these things, like not in these grimoires and all this shit that we're always looking into. It's love, guys. Just love each other. You know what I mean? The answer is love. Well, it sounds so cliche, though, right? No, it's the real deal. I think what that makes me realize is maybe that's like the next logical step from everybody realizing that they're a vessel containing source energy. And instead of tripping on that and being like, I'm God, what do I do? Instead, just take that and then realize that all the other beings around you are your children. <laughs> if you're a universe, then everybody's your children. Yeah. It's like you're, you're what, what, it, where did I hear it put one time where we're fighting with each other? You know, you wouldn't kill, you know, when, when you hurt somebody else, you wouldn't hurt yourself. So it's like, we're all reflections of our own selves. So why are we fighting with one another since we're all one? You know what I mean? We're all this is one. very appropriate for uh, Gemini season for sure. Isn't it, isn't today a special day? Can you guys refer to me as Cthulhu? Are we allowed to joke about it or no? I don't know, man. Is it? My pronouns are Cthulhu and Cthulhu, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Are we allowed to say anything about that? You look like a Cthulhu. Yeah, I do, right? (laughs) From him, I know where you're getting at. should be referred to as Cthulhu. Is that what you named your homunculi too? Is that his pronouns? No, it's not. It's not. That's not. 
their name. But it's funny that I've been seeing all the memes of this day, right? This special day that we're we're celebrating today. And (laughs) they're great because it's like all the corporations, they switch their logos over to fit some sort of narrative. It's like, hey, we we remember this demographic of people for this one day of the whole year. And then like the next day, it's like over. Like, you know what I mean? I believe it's a whole month. If oh, it's the whole yeah, month. Dude, they got the whole month. Yeah. Even, oh, even Dad's sh- day. Oh, damn. So we're going to be swimming in it for uh, a few weeks here. Four weeks. I looked okay. it up, though. Today's National Nail Polish Day. Oh, Pride Month Day. Month. Holy shit. So get some nail polish for your pride. National Olive Day. I can think of a lot of creative you. things to do with olives. National Pen Pal Day. National Running Day. It's all of those days. Here we go. This is going to be the new soundbite for Illuminati Confirmed. Shout out to Sean. Illuminati Confirmed. That's going to be the, the the Pride Month sound clip because, you know, it's a, it's a little, you know what I mean? It's okay, though, right? Marvelous. And I want to apologize to SB on air because I felt so bad the other day. I was... I'm having a bit of trust issues with my equipment because I could have swore I hit the mute button and I'm listening back to the episode and I hear this god awful noise. I'm like, what is that noise? And it was me yelling at my other son to get out of the room while SB was going on like this whole talk. And he, bro, he didn't even flinch. He just fucking kept going. Like nothing ever happened. And I felt so, but you can catch the raw version on YouTube, but it was so embarrassing. Cause that never happened to me before. And I hit the mute button, but I don't know. It happened to me on another episode where I was clearing my throat, came out on the recording. And I'm like, what is happening? So yeah. I just want to apologize. It sounds to fun. Like I always love when Baldy on his Odin's alchemy show screams at his dogs without muting. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. This is real rage in that scream. It, Pagan just, rage. It's making me think about how many times like, you know, I've muted it to fart or something and it didn't mute. And like people are just, you know what I mean? So now I, I don't even know how far back to look on my episodes because I mean, I've been doing it this whole time. I I hit the mute button. But and sometimes it picks it up. Sometimes it doesn't. They're at work. But sometimes I don't know, dude, I think the it's Mercury Gatorade. Uh, that's right. The Mercury Gatorade. Hey, what does it mean, Mario? I wanted to get your 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 expertise my my soul card was the hierophant what does that mean bro what does that mean dude revealing secrets man so revealing secrets isn't always a good thing (laughs) revealing light i mean hey what's your show about you know what i mean and so uh the hierophant really he's like a bridge you know between the people and uh you know the higher source or whatever and so hierophant essentially means like uh you know, uh, revealing sacred truths, uh, sacred doctrines, esoteric works, stuff like that. And so they say sometimes that the Hierophant even looks like he kind of has a smirk, like he's uh, having a joke at someone else's expense and that he's laughing about something that other people aren't aware of. So that's very interesting. What sign are you again? I'm a Taurus. Well, there you go. Yeah, exactly. Um, so very interesting card, man. I was just going in on that um, a couple weeks ago. Fascinating. So you're saying that that's your association or you pulled it? Sorry. That's yeah. So association. 
So here's the thing, right? Because we all talk about the woo-woo, and, and, and I'll talk about the metaphysical on my show. I'll talk about magic and, and all these things. But for some reason, I and maybe it's because I was raised Pentecostal Christian, but I, I'm not, you know, because I was always told, like, oh, astrology and tarot and all that stuff is demonic. You know what I mean? Like, you can't be looking into that. So the other day, I was, it was, I was up to, like, two or three in the morning because I'm taking care of a, of a newborn. And it was National Tarot Day, I guess. And YouTube on the app had a, a tarot reading. It was a one card reading. And then it was like a soul card. I don't even know what that means. So I picked my first card was the moon card. And it was literally I was like, I don't know. And as soon as I picked it, it was like the moon card. And, and it was like, you're uncertain about that. And I'm like, holy shit, this is this is the wildest thing. He's like, do you want to pull your soul card? I was like, absolutely. I pulled it. Hierophant, the man of mysteries. I'm like, fuck, yeah. But I don't know what it means. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I, it looks cool. I know what a hierophant is. The number five, you know, it's represented by that. Obviously, Manly P. Hall talks about it a lot, but I don't know what it signifies. It's it, there's so much to it, but it's literally the card associated with Taurus, which is cool. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, it's, it's the fixed Taurus Earth card. card of the Major Arcana. Go ahead, Slick. Well, no, no, you said you nailed it. Yep, it's right in your uh, in your territory, and it's where we are right now. You know, well, where we just left, we're moving into Gemini, I guess now, but uh, very appropriate that you nailed it at that time of year. Spot on, man. What are the chances, though, is my whole thing. Like, you know what I mean? Because I uh, me being a skeptic, because I am a skeptic. It's not like I talk about any conspiracy. I 100 percent know that the pigeons work for the CIA. No one can convince me otherwise of that. But there are certain conspiracies like the moon being made out of cheese that I don't believe in. So I am a skeptic. But then the the universe keeps proving me right every now and again like hey you don't believe in this but here's the synchronicity here you go dude here bask in the glory of this so as far as the significance of it being the soul card soul is also sol which is sun and it's your sun sign so that's like a nice little synchronicity created for you by our ai overlords at youtube thank you yeah, and then the Hierophant has a lot of things going on with it as it is a masculine figure, but associated with a more feminine, generally sign. Uh, it is representing the Stop it. side of Earth that <laughs> the side of Earth that is like about health and robustness, not as much about the physical resources and wealth and and all that. It's more about the practical skills to apply wisdom to situations regarding your health, your body. And then that's secrets. So those are the secrets because <laughs> the gatekeepers of the world, actually all they have to do is keep us in a state of poor health to keep the secrets of reality from us. Since if we ever got ourselves into balance and in a healthy state and our chi was hot, as Gordy says, we would actually just start remembering all of the stuff intrinsically because I think learning is more remembering anyway, when it comes to real stuff, learning facts and ideas about fiction and human constructs that's different but remembering like how the universe works and what we're doing here that's a different type of learning yeah for sure uh a lot of hierophant cards have cross keys at the bottom it'll usually be like a silver key or a golden key and you know this symbolic key can represent so many different things uh you know chiron even the symbol of chiron looks like a key you know but i kind of equate it to the golden and silver gates which are um you can look at as being taurus and then scorpio and then more specifically to aldebaran and then in Terra's in scorpio 
And so my understanding is that when you're looking at Antares, you're looking towards the center of the universe. And then when you're looking away from it towards Aldebaran, you're looking away from the center of the universe. So uh, I think that's really interesting that there is that connection that there, you know, um, the other thing I was going to say uh, regarding the Hierophant is, uh, Juan, I know you got the secret teachings of all ages not too long ago, right? I don't know if you've looked at one of the first prints in there, uh, one of the first plates of artwork called A Group of World Religions. Does that ring a bell by chance? Is that the one where it's like the the the, the circle? I don't know. If it, I think yeah, I it's, it's basically it shows like seven or eight different world religions and it shows kind of the origin story it's the it's one of the first plates in the book mm. before the book really starts off and every single little scene has a bull in it so they show taurus up in the sky maybe i'll pull it up uh they show you know the golden calf they show the yes. cosmic bull breaking a, a cosmic egg they show mm. a bull that represents uh you know the apis bull apis bull from egypt you know so basically manly hall is pretty much saying like all of these world religions you know one of the common symbols is actually the bull the taurus right i mean the taurus yeah we have to take a moment and make fun of youtube's tarot deck can you yeah can you pull that up please because it's it's so fucking it's It's horrible dude (laughs) definitely (laughs) looks like pride month hierophant shit bro whoa can i zoom in on this this is the worst art I've ever, this looks like what <laughs> i heard about today that they've got ais now that can like draw pictures and paint things for you if you just give it some text i think that's what made this garbage is that to be. steve colbert with mark steves <laughs> no it, it kind of looks like sbn mark yeah right <laughs> mark should be taller but okay and then the moon card is even worse are you guys ready for this it's so bad Major cheese. Look at this. He's a wow. <laughs> no, no words. They Who like is that? Is that is that Hunter Biden? Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, that's Hunter Biden in that suit, bro. I can't. Yeah, I mean, this is what I would expect when McDonald's and YouTube are now popular. No, but read that. Arrow. Read that chance where it says. You are uncertain. I mean, not about my path, but in the dark of night. So I was literally in the middle of the night and I was, I was like, I don't know which one. I, and I literally picked that. And it was like, that's weird. I'm like, what do you, like, you know what I mean? Like, but at the same but time, the AI, they gave it to you. Maybe it didn't know. It was like, Hey, you're, um, it's nighttime where you are. It's the middle of the night. <laughs> the moon's out. Let's just, well, that's, with some that, synchronicity. And it knows your birthday. So it's like, yeah, that's them with the higher fan. I, I don't trust it. Well, he, that's the other thing because I've always told people, you know, they're like, oh, I've never done a Ouija board or anything like that, right? Or uh, some sort of divination. If we really come to look at it, like the algorithm that we get suggested, like the, all these videos that we watch on YouTube or even people on social media were being suggested them by an AI. If you really look at it, it's like, it is like a Ouija board. It's like another entity on the outside of space and time that's, suggesting something to you like my friend thomas paranoid american he'll literally ask an ai something and they can write you an entire story or an entire script or give you suggestions on what to talk about on your podcast like hey what's the most popular podcast topics and the ai will tell you like you know talk about this this and that's like wait a minute that sounds an awful lot like what the elites are doing to run our country where they're talking to outside sources for some sort of wisdom 
we're doing the same thing without even knowing, which I think is worse. Yeah, these are spirit boxes we're communicating through, right? You know, and it's been proposed too. I think this is really interesting that AI and potentially demonic entities or uh, other types of entities um, basically create websites or apps or what have you or influence the user interface of some of these sites so that we're drawing sigils essentially with our mouses and then also with our fingers now on iPads and what oh, have you, shit. you know? Yeah. That so it just makes be, you wonder, but I, but I don't like the, when you disconnect the intent from it, it yes, makes the whole sigil thing, a whole different deal. I so, agreed. Ceremonial well, magic the is not on the easy. side of the people that are manipulating the UI to create the sigil out of the masses. But I don't think, I don't know. I'm not worried about it. You know, I've, I've Norma, I'm not this. saying you're worried about it, but you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. I've thought about this too. Have you guys seen the one handed shortcut to press control alt delete? <laughs> you guys ever seen it? No, it's this, you kind of do this really weird thing with your hand to do it. And I've always thought about that. It's like, uh, there's, I think there's two ways to do it, but either way, it looks like an okay sign. Like you're giving this weird okay to your keyboard. I don't know. I've always thought of that as like so strange how consensual and intentional intentional it seems. Well, we do know the original creator, Charles Babbage of the modern day computer. He tried to summon the devil at one point in his life, like a Parsons as one does as one does. Right. Well, this dude, he was trying to prove the existence of God through technology. And here we are today. 2022 and i mean www that's like that's like the top of the iceberg conspiracy it's like oh it's 666 but i do believe that it is another dimension like scrying you know we have john d and edward kelly looking into the aethers what the fuck are we doing when we type something up with these glyphs and symbols and we put in some bar and we hit enter and you know the world wide web you know the portal where some things are named the portal, you know, the web portal. We're looking into other dimensions. Essentially we're scrying emails are run by program scripts called daemons. Yeah. You saw that. <laughs> I, I, I did <laughs> see that. I was like the daemon has come back. I always saw that. I'm like, that's kind of weird. The, like, yeah, the whole architecture of computer, computer programming has all kinds of occult words woven into it. How I feel about it is like, I think when you put energy into a closed circuit loop system that contains it, that it takes on some form of consciousness or life that is based on the shape and the circuitry of the container. I think that's what this is. I'm not saying that we're robots, but I believe that any technology to work effectively has to mimic human or biology in some form, any biology, I guess, but human biology is very powerful to mimic. That's why the old temples, were often at least symbolically, if not literally laid out to be like a human body. Yes. I think that's what's going on. I think what we consider to be the intelligence in the machine is probably universal intelligence. That's been like captured in a bottle, like a homunculi. Well, like a gin, it's a genie in a bottle. I mean, that's the most famous gin that there is where it's attached. It's this entity attached to an inanimate object. And that's how you get, you know, we're talking about Florida. Well, one of the influences for because the the late 1800s, early 1900s is a weird time 
it's a very psychedelic time. You have a spiritual awakening and all this stuff coming up. Right. And the, I believe it's a more arc or Moorish architecture or something like that, where this, this weird Tartarian looking architecture. Well, in this article I was reading about the founding of Florida, cause it's, it's shady. It's so there's a, there's a, there's a, some fuckery afoot and we're trying to really nail it down because there's, first of all, there's like five Henry's that are behind the founding of Florida, like the founding fathers of Florida, like the state, there's like five different Henry's behind it. And it's almost like what Michael Juan is doing is like, look in your own backyard. Well, thanks to homie Romy, shout out to homie Romy. He came through my hood. I wasn't in town, but he came through and he was blown away by everything that was going on. He's like, dude, Florida's awesome. My guy, I fucking know, dude, I live here. That's why I live here. That's why I haven't gone anywhere else. And so when we start doing this research for this episode where it's going to, it's going to air next week, I start seeing why certain cities are named xyz or whatever the name may be i was like oh you know plant city henry b plant you know flagler county oh henry flagler uh sanford henry sanford you know like you have all these guys that are i was like a lot number one a lot of henry's which whatever but then it's like that again back to the eternal alchemist where these guys are living on they have buildings they have libraries they have hotels named after them they have whole streets and counties named after them and they live on for eternity you know what I mean? In, in the memories and the hearts of everybody, they have statues and all this shit that what was Di- Diana's Epcot built? I don't, I don't know. Disney's. Disney. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. 1971 was the first time it came through. Uh, but before that Henry B plant had the first park amusement park ever at the end of, cause there were, there were robber barons. They, they were into the railroad business, but there is, something that's off about the entire thing because Florida for the very longest time was the underdog. It had the lowest population. It almost went bankrupt all this stuff. And then out of nowhere, these guys really sparked the movement and they made Florida into what it is. But yeah, Disney was built in Disney first came to Florida in 1971. I don't know when Epcot was built, but even if you look behind the architect the the architect that designed the epcop globe that dude is shady as fuck like all these you know like the guy who designed that globe i forget his name he's got a famous name that dude was shady i mean we know disney was shady like we know that there are lizards running the show the founding of florida is connected to rockefeller you know the richest person in the history of all time john d rockefeller and Henry Flagler is connected to arguably Skull and Bones the and some secret societies, the Wolfhead Society. They have lineages that connect to all this stuff. Geronimo at one point was even stationed here in Florida on the Panhandle in a star fort on the Panhandle. So there's a lot of fuckery afoot that's going on in the, in the founding of Florida. And we're trying to really pinpoint it, but it's slippery. You know what I mean? It's it's very slippery. But Gabe came up with some really solid stuff on that episode. <laughs> we dropped some good stuff. Yeah, man. We uh, tracked the zip codes from Cleveland, Ohio, where uh, Rockefeller was based out of, is uh, has powerful correspondence to Palm Beach, uh, where Flagler was located. 
And it's uh, just very interesting that these guys are into numbers and codes and they have the ability to choose what area codes they're going to live in and they're basically just rearranged a little bit. And I think it also corresponded with uh, somewhere right near New York, uh, very close to Wall Street. So Wall Street, Cleveland, and Palm Beach have something really funky going on with their area codes. Well, yeah, I'd like to add to just the name Flagler is interesting because we were talking about this last night in our Moon Knight decode, which actually has a lot of symbolic connection to Florida that maybe we'll get to. But flag, the word flag that we use to refer to like, you know, a physical flag, it comes from the word to flagellate, which is when, you know, the priest would whip it, the shit out of himself with with something and make himself bleed to demonstrate how loyal he was to whatever he served. And so Flagler is a name referring to, I guess like, you know, Baker or something, right. An occupational name for somebody who creates flails and threshing devices. Yeah. And it was Henry B plant. So we connected it. Romy did plant the flag. So and they worked in conjunction with each other. One of them, Flagler was on, you know, taking care of the east side of the state. Plant was founding the west side of the state. And there was, they said that they they were mortal enemies and they hated each other. But then one time, because they would open Henry B. Plant's hotels, because he built a bunch of hotels, they would open them for seasons. And there was one time where, Flagler wanted to come down with his friends and stay at one of Plant's hotels, and he kept it open for two extra days for for him. So if you really hated Homie, you wouldn't have kept your hotel that was supposed to be closed. You know, I mean, all this money that it cost to operate a hotel open for two extra days for somebody that you hated. So there was this supposedly they had met one time on some yacht and came up with an agreement. They're like, "Hey, listen, let's both develop the rail the railroad system." Uh, uh, together, you know, you stay on your side, I stay on my side, and we'll just do our own thing and make a fuckload of money. But Flagler was already rich. He he started Standard Oil with Rockefeller, so he was doing this at the end of his life. Almost like he came to Florida to visit one time, and he was captivated. And he was like, "I want to build, uh, you know, hotels, and I want to develop this." That was the last frontier. So you have this expedition that nobody talks about, which I was looking into is I'm like the Ingram expedition of 1853. Like what? And it was the Florida Everglades expedition, which I don't know if you guys, any of you have been to the Everglades, but it's something about that 27th parallel. That is just, again, it's near Coral castle, which if you know about Coral castle, it's a very weird vibe. I mean, this is the vibe brand, right? So it's a very weird vibe. And I've been fishing multiple times out in the middle of Everglades. And it's something about the energy that I can't really pinpoint. It's very undescribable, but I encourage people to go out to the Everglades one day and just chill out there because it's, it's fucking weird. It's, it's, it's psychedelic. I always say it's psychedelic whenever you're out there and it can get very, and I can't imagine it in 1853. These guys were one of the guys said it's God's country because God can't give it to anybody else because that's how much it sucked. Because you're talking about there was a there was a uh, this journey, this diary that this guy wrote, and it was a little bit 
exaggerated, I guess. But the guy said that there was one night where they were sitting at a fireplace and the wind picked up and it the, the fire picked up, right? Because it got more oxygen. And it said that when it lit up the area that they were in, in the distance, they could see it was just reptiles. It was just a sea of reptiles, gators and snakes and everything. And I go, is that what they didn't want us to find out? There you go, dude. I've seen gators. If I can show you picture, I can show you videos of gators literally stalking me where I've had to pull my gun out. And my buddy's like, what's dude? He's like, he's like, you can't shoot the gator if it comes in the boat. Cause then if we shoot in the boat and we get a fucking hole in the boat, then we're going to sink with the gators. So Again, I've literally been gator stalked. Like, and I'm not, even, I'm not even lying. It was this this lake that hadn't been open for over ten years uh, to the public for the first time. And FWC was uh, Florida Fish and Wildlife. They made a boat ramp. It was the first day that boats were ever allowed. The gators weren't conditioned to the people. So when they were when we were reeling in fish, they're like, "Hey, it's fish. I'm a gator, so I'm going to go after it." So they would come uncomfortably uncomfortably close to the boat to the point where I looked at my buddy and I pulled my gun out and I'm like I told the gator I said you, you take one more step bro I'm gonna have to pop you in the ass so that's that's my experience with the gator man here in Florida but yeah it's a, it's a psychedelic place it's it's weird I'll send you that clip I don't know if you can play it, uh chance it's pretty funny yeah, you forwarded me something on Telegram. I can play it. But <laughs> so the first thing that came up earlier today, whenever I searched the phrase on Google, Florida man, I got Florida man killed in suspected gator attack. So, like, this is real, this is real shit. Wow. I mean, I don't know if it's real shit Classic. that the guy got killed, but I'm sure that happens a lot. This oh, yeah. is what connects so well to the Moon Knight conversation. We I had was last just night. thinking that. I was just going to say that. We were oh, just yeah, right. Totally. on the gator thing with the Moon Knight last night. That is amazing. Yeah, because in that show, like the big bad is Amit, who is the crocodile-headed... I guess crocodile's not the same as a gator, but, you know, we're in the same ballpark, right? <laughs> People mix up the name for gators and crocs all the time, but a crocodile headed goddess who devours the heart of the dead. If they don't weigh and balance on the scales of Mayat <laughs> and the very opening scene of the show, I mean, technically gators, I think are more of like a boot, but the word gator, I looked this up earlier was it means leather cover for the ankle. So the ankle was also a huge theme in that show and also how that connects to onk, which <laughs> onk means it means both the like connection to the source of life, if you will, but also a strap on a, a sandal, a sandal strap. Nice. That's really interesting. I wondered if Mario had any good stuff on gators or crocs in terms of symbolic. And a gator's a or- neck covering too, right? Like when you wear a gator, because I wear those all the time here in Florida. Isn't that? Like a, yeah, it's like a, you know, like those. differently? I guess. I sent you a couple of clips there, bro. I, I I think you'll enjoy <laughs> two of the other ones. <laughs> okay, I'll cue those up. But yeah, Mario, anything on gators, crocs, or sandals, or the onk that may be interesting? Or lizard people. Or shoe? <laughs> because we're making all these connections right. between shoes Wearing shoes and shoe, S-H-U, from the end. Yeah, good stuff. Um, The first thing that comes to mind with 
skaters, at least in the Crowley deck, you're going to see an alligator at the bottom of the full card, which I think is intriguing. You know, it kind of symbolizes that there's this energy or consciousness that's coming out of the depths, out of chaos, if you will, and starting this journey, I think. Right. Um, and so that's the classic thing with alligators. They'll pull you under. Uh, symbolically, dude, the uh, what is it called? The death spiral or something or the gator roll? Mm-hmm. You know yeah. how they just continually twist. I love that symbolism, man. I think that's so gnarly. And watching videos of that happen and unfold is really, really crazy. Um, so just the power of the spiral, you know, and that motion and stuff. Um, the shoe thing, I've been talking about one-legged symbolism and one shoe symbolism relating to a pivoting action, relating to the pole star, and uh, this kind of rotation sort of thing around a central point or what have you. So there are myths involving one sandal or someone who loses their shoe or foot or leg or what have you. And sometimes it is symbolic of that rotation around Polaris. So that's right. There's a King who gets replaced by a one shot man in a prophecy. Uh, I'm not familiar, but that's interesting though, for sure. I was going to say real quick about um, Disney world. I'm on this huge sacred center kick right now and understanding that there are many traditions where people wanted to put a um, central centrally located temple or uh, actually it kind of some of these places acted as both a temple and a place to delegate laws and to actually like have trials out in open air. And they figured that it was important to do it in the middle of the country or in the middle of a region. And I mean, Disney World is so centrally located. It's crazy, you know. So uh, to me, that's very, very intentional, not just from like a logistical standpoint, but there might be a uh, mystical, ritualistic sort of angle to that as well of considering uh, Florida to be this sacred or special region. And then they're going to put, you know, this central node right in the middle of it. And it's just going to emanate out uh, to the rest of the land, right? Well, Gabe's got something on that because yeah. there's a reason why there's one in Florida and one in California talking about the two pillars and Florida looking like a pillar, right? Like a phallic, whatever. And that again, a hundred percent where it's like, I, you know, one of the things that blew me away with Gabe's research was that one time where he said, cause you never think about it. You never think about why the borders are what they are. They're just there. We're indoctrinated and programmed to follow the lines, you know, show your identification when they ask for it. You're crossing the border. But who put the borders there? You know, animals don't care about borders. You think the Florida man gives a shit about your border? No, he doesn't. So when Gabe brought up the possibility that it was laid out in an alchemical fashion, that blew that blew my fucking mind because it makes perfect sense i'm like wait a minute yeah it does and yes orlando is the second grow fastest growing so florida went from being the underdog with the low lowest populace lowest they were they were literally almost went bankrupt but there was this guy hamilton Diston from philadelphia a saw manufacturer error that came and bought the biggest land purchase of all time was him. He purchased, I forgot how many millions of acres, but it was, a, it was 25 cents an acre and they were working out some crazy deal. Long story short, the state, it, he saved them from bankruptcy. 
they were literally days away from bankruptcy. And this purchase of the $1 million that it cost to buy all this land. And I, for, I forgot how many acres it was. It was millions of acres. It was from Ocala, which is central, you know, North central Florida down. It was like a lot of land. And he was supposed to drain a bunch of the land. And for, and he was able to keep a portion of the land that he would drain a certain percentage, et cetera, et cetera. Point is they inflated the numbers. Okay. So he was saying that he had cleared like 1 million acres in actuality. It was only like 80,000. So the state caught him in this line because they were accrediting him a bunch of land, you know, like, Hey, you clear this land out we're going to accredit you this land. It was very fertile for sugarcane. So he was using it for agricultural purposes. Uh, it, he built a sugarcane empire and t- still till this day, they, they haul sugarcane out of Okeechobee, uh, near Okeechobee next to Clouston, which is south of Okeechobee. And this guy ended up ki- supposedly killing himself. He shot himself in the head. Again, one of the founding fathers of Florida that wasn't a Henry ended up supposedly on the coroner's report says he died of a heart attack. But then there's this, there's this myth that he died of a self-inflicted gun wound. And because they call him in the lie of lying to the state and be like, Hey, you know, we cleared X amount of acres. And in actuality, he only, he would only clear a fraction of that. So again, shady characters, because I mean, you got to understand there's greed involved. There's a lot of money involved because these are very powerful families. You know, we're, ta- we're talking about uh, families that are still here till this day. And there were, I don't know what it was, but they were exploring out into the, into the, this wilderness. And I remember it was, who was it? Somebody was like, they said this guy in 1850 something or, or whatever year it was. In one of the one of the newspapers, he said that no one, no man, no man would move to Florida. Uh, hold on, let me pull up the the quote because I sent it to Gabe and I thought it was fun, fucking hilarious. Let me pull it up here. I want to just say two things about Henry's while you're pulling it up. First of all, Henry is from an old German name that means ruler of the house. So I think really? that's interesting that like the founding fathers are the Henrys. And then when I, when I was like in second grade, me and my friends had this belief that certain people were actually aliens or controlled by aliens because they were so retarded. And uh, we called them Henry's. That was our code word. If we were basically saying that somebody was one of the alien slaves. I don't know why. (laughs) We have have Henry B. Plant, Henry M. Flagler, Henry S. Sanford. Henry Haynes, George Henry Preble. And then the, that those are some of the Henry's that I was able to dig up. The quote was from 1821 and it's, uh, it was representative John Randolph arguing on the floor of the house against the federal acquisition of Florida. So they needed to pump money into Florida because it was bankrupt there. The concentration of its populace was on the panhandle. Everything else was literally the wild, wild West in South Florida. There was still indigenous people that were in the area. Some were hostile. And so 
This guy said, Florida, sir, is not worth buying. It is a land of swamps, of quagmires, of frogs and alligators and mosquitoes. A man, sir, would not immigrate into Florida. No, sir. No man would immigrate into Florida. No, not from hell itself. And that was in 1821 that this guy was arguing at the house for that, saying that not even from what do you say from hell itself? <laughs> they wouldn't move out of hell to go to Florida. And then here we are, the third most popular state or something like that. Back then, when the president would come to Florida, that would be the news. Not, and then when the president, after the fact, when the president would come, you know, uh, for how they fucking put it in the book. Anyways, I fucked that up. But it was like it was a, it was bad. It was a, 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 a fucking swamp. I mean, that's what we are. And I appreciate it because I'm a Florida boy. Since my whole life, but I appreciate it because again, I think Florida is fucking great. And Romy saw that when he came, but then he urged me to dig into the origins, which I had never looked into. Because I'm always, I'm always looking for like a smoking gun when I'm doing my research of like how can I relate this to lizard people? It's like, oh, John D. Rockefeller, oh, dude, fucking lizard person. That is the definition of a lizard person. Like, you know what I mean? So these wealthy families that were doing other shady shit everywhere else. And they sort they were like gangs. They were respecting each other's turf. Henry Flagler wouldn't go into Henry B. Plant's turf. And then there was another guy in charge of the, the panhandle. You know what I mean? So they, they would respect each other's turfs and they knew they were on this together and they would help each other out. Like, Hey, you know, that's fine. You know, let's meet up. They did, never did a rain agreement. Right? They, they just had their own words. Like, you know, a man is only as good as his word. Well, that meant a lot more back then than it does now, but that's what these guys were doing. They were, Hey, you know what? Stay on your side. I'll stay on my side. Let's just make a fuckload of money. So, right. and that's and what they really, did. That, that really fits in incredibly well with that. Those names plant and flagler and being territorial staking claims. Uh, last night we talked about the fact that uh, golf in reverse is flog it's a game where you're planting your flag, uh, expanding territory, you know, as you go from one hole to the next. But it's just uh, very interesting that they went for that kind of uh, that kind of symbolism and language. And I'll also point out Henry is French and French means foreigner. So interesting. Henry name is just Henry Ford. Yeah. One of the most famous ones. And I want to answer to that, that look into St. Augustine, the oldest in first city. We talked about St. Augustine in the episode that's coming out on Monday. Oh yeah. That's that's why we thought maybe they called it God's country is because St. Augustine wrote the city of gods. So that expands out. Juan, uh, have you looked into the Bermuda triangle connection with Florida? Cause it's at one of the tips, right? It is. So the Bermuda Triangle, it is at the two tips of I'm from Puerto Rico. I was born in Puerto Rico. Okay. So the Bermuda Triangle goes from Miami, Bermuda, Puerto Rico, and then back to Miami. And the Bermuda Triangle is actually so that's the Castillo San Marcos, I believe, which is one of the oldest buildings here in Florida. Again, look at it's a star fort, right? Some people say, oh, it was built like that for the shape of of warding off invaders, et cetera, et cetera. It's fucking phenomenal. There's a bunch of those all around Florida on the panhandle, uh, even by the Keys. If you look up, I think it's uh, Tortuga National Park, I think it is. If you want to look that up, it's red brick, though, I think. 
And there's a story behind that place because they said it's to be haunted because they would. I live in Osceola County, uh, which is one of the tribe leaders, uh, one of the tribes here that was in Florida. That's another thing that they kept the names of all the indigenous people, because I feel that there is some sort of power that they get from that. So you, all the stories, they changed the names of cities a couple of times. But you have Osceola County, you have Okeechobee, you have all these different names for different places. and one of the stories concerning that place is that it's haunted by the ghost of these, the tribes, people, the indigenous people that they would imprison. And there is one story in particular of, of the chief of Osceola, either Osceola or was it Seminole or Osceola? Gail? I don't remember now. Anyways, one of the two. And there was a doctor that was taking care of this chief of one of the biggest tribes here in Florida. And he was taking care of him. He was, he had tonsillitis. He had a bunch of different diseases. Cause obviously the, the people who are the, the foreigners that were getting the indigenous people sick with all their, you know, they said it was the blankets or whatever the fuck. And he was taking care of him. Right. And homeboy dies. And I forget if it's Seminole or Osceola, one of the two homeboy dies. And this doctor, after he had befriended the family, after they buried him and his, his casket was closed. He goes in, he opens the casket, and he removes the chief's head. He cuts the dude's head off. His friend, you know, before this, he removes his head, and he puts it on display at his little pharmacy that he had in St. Augustine. Because there was a, just how the ancient Egyptians believed that the head of a prophet would prophesize to you, hence Baphomet, since they said, you know, John the Baptist's head. There was a fascination with relics of the indigenous people of the time hence geronimo's skull and his bones and coincidentally enough also yeah i believe it was seminal one of one of the two and also his image is used as the generic you know the tobacco shops where they have the indian the caricature supposedly this is modeled after uh seminal the 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 original indian from here in florida supposedly one of the things that really disturbed me when looking into the founding of Florida, because it is kind of dark, it does get dark, right? There's obviously slave labor that's going on. There's violation of Henry Flagler is literally changing laws to be able to divorce people. Just how King James literally separated from an entire nation to divorce somebody. So you see these parallels of like the elites, how they pass laws to benefit them. So another disturbing thing was the labor laws that they were using. There was people literally being worked to death, right? In the construction of these railroads. And also they would come across burial grounds of these indigenous people. And instead of respecting them, they would give out the bones like souvenirs. So there was a story where they found a mound of skulls of some people that had obviously were of the land. And they would take these skulls and they would just give it to the workers like souvenirs. Hey, you take one, you take one. It's like, you know, I mean, that is dark. You know what I mean? Like that, this is what they make movies out of. Like don't disturb the alien burial, the alien, the Indian burial grounds because of this. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of bad juju. I feel in Florida because of the, the original people. And obviously they died. And so uh, back to the, the whole Bermuda triangle thing, the Bermuda triangle was one of the first conspiracies me as a kid that I was like, look into. And Again, it's, there's 12 of them. You do, you do know that, right? There's 12 vile vortices. The Bermuda Triangle is one of them. 
There's also the Dragon's Triangle in Japan. You have the South Atlantic Anomaly. You have Mohenjo-Daro. You have Easter Island. You have all these different places around the globe. There's 12 vile vortices, which to me, it's where places in the world where the veil is thinner. So where we're able to have uh, these experiences and disappearances and like wormholes opening and stuff like that, where again, uh, one of my favorites is the South Atlantic anomaly where the Van Allen belt is closest to the earth and it fries any fucking any satellite that passes by. It's like a magnifying glass on the, on the world. Oh yeah. She's in Puerto Rico. Shout out to Puerto Rico. Yeah. What's up Kalina? Uh, man, <laughs> I was just throw some stuff out about St. Augustine that I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. I, not a huge weave, but just that that castle, well, Castillo, the uh, Castillo de San Marcos in St. Augustine is interesting because we have a double, double scribe in code. Because St. Mark was the one who was like a scribe, a writer. Oh, I trade. didn't even think about that one. St. Augustine is the the thinker or author. So much writing is pegged to that name. Who knows? But he was the he was like the platonic Roman Catholic guy. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't say like in a truly honoring Platonism way. <laughs> Not that I'm like all about Plato, but you know, it's an adaptation. He made he took the things from Plato that then the later church would integrate. So an interesting right. bridge character, but both scribes, Augustine and Mark. Yep. So also uh we have uh Emperor Augustus, his uh, life was uh, infused into the Volcanelia ritual that triggered Pompeii. And uh, Pompeii erupted on Volcanelia at the end of August. Tail end of August is Volcanelia. And we have Augustus uh, also having that August connection. So when we hear any name that is August, we should think of Vulcanalia, strength card, Leo, lions, royalty. Yeah. Leo, which is Mark. When, and yeah. St. Augustine, I looked at his page. Yeah. He died in August. Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I think, so this is, I don't know that I know this, but I think that it's highly likely that, that whole story of Pompeii erupting on on um, Volcanalia might just be more some kind of symbolic encode the way that I think history is largely scripture <laughs> right. in, in the sense that it is no, no different than the scriptures in terms of its historical veracity and is instead encoding some kind of esoteric information for those with the eyes to see. Right. And maybe... I've heard it said, I've seen pretty interesting evidence for it, that the what happened in Pompeii was not a volcano eruption. I'll just leave it at that. Hmm. You know, the, there, my favorite uh, evidence of what you're saying, Chance, it's like too good to be uh, organic, you know, these facts lining up. But they say it was 79 AD that it erupted. And the number 79, that's the periodic uh, number for gold and so uh having this gold element on a day of vulcanelia the metallurgist the divine metallurgist would be you know displeased with the masses yes yep yeah it's 
quite profound. It's just too good to be true. I'm with you. Construct. No, he's not dead. He's not he's alive. This is your first homunculi, and the, the one on the sidewalk is your second one. Yeah, the, this is my. Jeez, Javier, don't, don't throw. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were going to get gators, but that's also a reptile, so it's good. I'll play your yeah, other two clip here. He's that was hilarious. That was <laughs> amazing. You don't want the smoke. What's up, bro? What's up, bro? <laughs> now, I have a picture where he was at like my trolling motor. That's why I had I had taken that video after the fact, but he was literally at my trolling motor. But the Dick Island, I was on Lake Tohopelago, which is where homie Romy, his family has a restaurant at the end, south end of that lake. And it's one of my home lakes. And I was on the GPS looking at the thing and my friend was just happening. He was just enjoying the view. You know, it was a nice day and he just so happened to turn the camera. I was like, Hey, it's Dick Island on, on the lake. It's Dick Island. And it was like the randomest thing. Cause it was like, he was just enjoying the, you know, enjoying the day, taking a video. And there I am talking about dicks and islands, but yeah, it's, it's weird. Uh, Kissimmee, that's in Kissimmee. It's, it's St. Cloud area where Hamilton distant was, uh, he was, all that land, he was the one that helped clear it up. He helped drain the land into the Kissimmee River. And I can only imagine what it was like back then. These guys were literally talking about that. They they would almost die doing these expeditions from one side of the Everglades to the other. And yeah, it's 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 a wild place. And the energy is obviously there, there's something about it. I'm doing more digging. So I will report back with whatever else we found. We're thinking about getting back together to do another episode on Florida to develop it, you know, cause it's linked to Jekyll Island and all these other different places where the lizards are meeting at the, the hotels that Flagler built the person that made the stained glass windows. I forget the dude's name. Homie Romy knows about it. He was like some crazy alchemist guy that, went to some crazy place to learn about cathedrals and all this shit. So there's some stuff there. There's hauntings at these hotels. They say that there are still, Oh, the, the haunting at the, the Fort San Marcos is the headless corpse of Seminole because the dude cut his head off. And within that same area, he had put his head on display in his death mask, which is a, a mold they take from a dead person's face. He supposedly had, put that on display. So it was almost like a spit in the face of you befriend this person. And then, Hey, I'm going to steal his head. You know, I literally saw his head off and put it on display for all people to see. That's fucking dark. You know yeah, what I mean? Man, that reminds me of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers flag with that skull and the two swords over a football. Yeah. Yeah. And the first games were all in the 1800s, I believe, like of baseball and all these 
other fucking different sports. Cause I was reading this book and it was like, Oh, the first day on the, of the Gilded Age or whatever the fuck he was calling it, it was, you know, uh, first day was April 14th. They had a bunch of uh, different dates, but yeah, there is some stuff that's going down. I, I need to get to the bottom of it because I find it fascinating now and seeing the history of where I grew up, seeing some, you know, familiar names come up in this research. And I'm trying to link it to, you know, some occult aspect, which I mean, it's money, it's lizards. It's all. Uh, I'm reminded of NASA, right? And launching rockets (laughs) from Florida. So you're launching phallic objects from the phallus of America, right? So I don't think that's a coincidence. No, the other thing is interesting is the two pillars of California and Florida being kind of pillary shaped and on the coast and each having a Disney world. I heard somebody say this the other day that they thought Florida had such, maybe Cheney said this such strong vibes that it was because the water was so close to the ground, the water level under the ground and obviously in a swamp and in the Everglades, it's like water everywhere and water is this big electric frequency resonating container. Well, that was one of the arguments that I believe homie Romy brought up because we, so we do have NASA a hundred percent, right? Lizards. We have Kennedy space center. Then we have, so in, in Florida, it's Disney world in California, it's Disneyland. And I think every other one is Disneyland, but we have Disney world. Like we have the world, which is weird. So I've always found that odd and the, the water, right? The water table, we're at sea level, some places below sea level. And one of the things that homie Romy came up with was, because as of as of recently, people have been getting sick by drinking the water, right? Our, 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 at least my city water, people have been getting sick from drinking the water. We're known for having very hard water, like a lot of minerals. It's super packed. We have a lot of aquifers here in Florida. You can literally drill anywhere here in Florida, anywhere, and you will come up with water 100% anywhere. One of the things that homie Romy came up with was that this idea that the water, since it, it's a carrier of information, right. Of whatever, of life energy, whatever it is that because of the bad shit that's seeped into the water from all the stuff that they've done, what we're seeing is, you know, people are getting sick, not because there's viruses or anything, but it's because of like a, like a more spiritual type of thing. Like you're getting sick from drinking the water because it's contaminated, not with, I think a virus the lizards are just fitting their venom into the water. Well, there's the a fu- people. I mean, there, there was this guy and I encourage people to look up this documentary. It's called phosphate and it's Foz, uh, F P H O S hyphen fate F A T E. I think that's it. And I try to hit this guy up to come on my show because he's talking about the phosphate mining operations that are going on here in Florida. Now the, byproduct of phosphate which they use for fertilizer and all these things we get red tide here in florida which kills all the wildlife and it's just horrible for for the environment this company well a few companies they're digging up these areas right they mine their phosphate the byproduct of it is radioactive so they have these wastewater lakes along at least towards tampa towards the west coast Southwest area of Florida. 
where they keep this contaminated water that's radioactive. Some have burst or are at the verge of breaking and they can flood literal whole towns. But these companies, what they'll do is they'll, they'll mine the phosphate, leave the radioactive waste behind, cover it all up and build housing developments on top of these places that are radioactive. So there's an area in Southwest Florida where the, it's got the highest rate of cancer of, I don't know where else anywhere. Cause it's literally, they're living on radioactive areas. And that's not the most fucked up part. The part, the fucked up part is that the ground underneath, underneath these neighborhoods, these new developments is Swiss cheese. So people are literally waking up at the bottom of sinkholes that open up because again, another byproduct of them mining phosphate. So people are literally waking up and dying. There's stories of people. You can hear the people at the bottom of the sinkhole crying and, and, and yelling out for help, but they can't do anything. The sink, the earth literally opens up and sucks people in. It's the wildest shit. Wow. Yeah, exactly. No, I've seen uh, footage of sinkholes, the aftermath of it. It's crazy. You know, yeah. you're bringing up some darker themes, and uh, I just have to say that Florida is also known for having a very influential metal scene, uh, death metal and, and things like that. And so that's one of the deals um, with Florida as well that I think is kind of intriguing. So Cannibal Corpse, Death, there's lots of bands that have come out of Florida that have always been the most extreme versions of metal, too, which is kind of curious. Mm. But it makes sense, actually. It's part of uh, it's an extreme part of the country. Right. So that's Mario. That's where the death card and the hangman card are in my territories work. So that's. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Thank you, Chance. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, if you look really close, this is the seal or the the Florida crest, essentially uh, the state crest. She's spilling out these flowers out of the basket. They're the exact same shape as the flowers on the flag of the death card. Uh, also, you can see that boat. It has two uh, smokestacks on the boat with a horizon backlit behind the smokestacks. So similar to the towers there with the sunlight behind them. And also, uh, we're te- uh, in the... Zodiac, we're in the sign of Scorpio rolling into uh, Sagittarius where this is the time of the year. I always have to say it, but this is where JFK died. We're rolling over from Scorpio through Ophiuchus for just a few days and then we're in Sagittarius. So uh, having a JFK is the name of NASA, right? JFK Air Force. That's the name of the Air Force base there. So that's JFK is on the ground in the death card. That's the dead king under the hooves of the horse. And all those sinkholes and the Bermuda Triangle and portals opening up down there, all of that is very much the hanged man card, if you ask me, uh, which makes me think of Odin hanging upside down from Yggdrasil. Retirement. So you come here to die. But then it's the sunshine state, which is also weird. And then you have sun worship, soul, Helios, whatever. You have that as well. So that's also very weird. But another, you're mentioning portals, Gabe. Another weird part about the Everglades is, and I don't understand, people don't understand how big the Everglades is. It's, it's huge. Like it's thousands of acres. Okay. So there is 
all types of phenomenon that happen in open areas. You know, you have these stories of, you know, Jesus was tempted in the, in the desert, you know, by Satan and, and all the, you know, however many days and nights uh, you have these, the jinn supposedly live out in the deserts. A swamp isn't any different. It's just wet and it's a bunch of open area. And there is ball lightning phenomenon that happened out there. So it's like these balls of energy of lightning that literally just walk across just the place. So again, it's a very energetically charged area and I can't describe it unless you've been there, unless you know what it's like out there. And again, I think that they knew this back then. And that's why they, when they talk about Flagler, they, they talk about him as such a visionary and he understood like there was, I think it was like an interview where they're asking him like, did you see, did you think it was going to end like this? Cause towards the end of his life, he eventually did build a railway, a railroad from Florida to the first key, you know, to his whole thing was getting over to key West for a, a deep sea port. And they couldn't build it across the Everglades at the bottom of the state because there's just too much water there. They can't. The guy said it would. There's not enough fill in the world to fill up the Everglades to to make to build a a railroad across. So the next stop was the ever you know straight through the the entire east coast of Florida. And at the towards the end of his life, when they finished the railroad, somebody asked him, "We're like, did you envision it like this?" He's like, "Yep." He's like, "Would you have changed anything at all?" Nope. So you saw it exactly how it's like right now. He's like, I exactly how I envisioned it is how it came out. And he did it. He, he literally, when they were building the railroad to the keys, the workers would say, Hey, we're like building out to open sea. You know, we can't see the other side, the other, the first key. And I mean, a bunch of people, again, a bunch of people died building it. Uh, and again, I think that energy does linger. And Again, it's a very weird area. You just have to go there to actually experience it. And I think it's got to do with that 27th parallel, whatever the fuck's going on there. And I want to dig up to see what's going on in that 27th parallel. Like the 33rd parallel is an area where there's a bunch of weird, crazy shit. I wouldn't doubt if the 27th has something in store, which I'm probably going to look into. So looking forward to it. 27 is a very Saturnian number. Uh, and, uh, Sure. Our, oh, yeah. Our buddy L.C. King can kind of uh, back that up in a big way. But yeah, 27. Big, big magic numbers. They wouldn't miss a chance to harness it. Apparently, when Ponce de Leon, there's our mark again, the lion. When they were in the Florida Keys, before they were called Keys, they called the islands Los Martires. The martyrs, because they said that they looked like suffering men from a distance. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. The other weird thing about Florida is that it actually on the latitude map, it definitely intersects with Egypt. Yes. The again, where Coral Castle is, it's along that ley line, which if you've again, if you've never been, you should definitely go. I've been there and it is. This hundred pound, five foot little old man that was built an entire castle out of the limestone, like is the craziest shit. And they said that he was, 
he would only work at the in the dark of night and he 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 said he knew the secrets of how they built the pyramids and if you go here and you see it you're going to understand like wait a minute this dude was definitely onto something so and it was in homestead it's in homestead which is the first homestead in the state that's why it's named homestead which is a place that flagler helped establish so yeah that's i'll send you a picture of me there i can here i'm gonna send you a picture of me fucking standing like a a lot of people are familiar with the aspects of the flagler story but you know there's a lot of mystery built up on as to how he moved those stones you know, and this is where Homie Romy and his, and, you know, Antiquatech and, uh, you know, the possibility of sonic, uh, implements moving large objects, uh, cause Flagler would actually ask witnesses to, to leave workers who are there to help move things. He would ask them to leave. They would come back and things would be inexplicably relocated, uh, as he was left alone. So they believe he had devices. Uh, they could maybe move things around. And uh, Chance, didn't we invent a device that would do such a thing? That fucking idiot right there. <laughs> Chance and I, we invented the backyard hot air balloon that you can attach to really heavy shit to move it across your yard easily. Really, that's all you, man. Credit to you. Wait, what? <laughs> so you guys are doing some fucking magic or some shit? Yeah, we invented a, a backyard hot air balloon that you inflate with helium and attach to really heavy shit. And then you can just push the super heavy shit anywhere you need to all through your property. Cause it's attached to your hot air balloon. This was in the eight, well, early 1900s. So I don't know, dude, if you see the, the scale of these stones, it's crazy. And they show you a scale, like a picture of like his actual size. He was a, it was a five foot hundred pound sickly man. And I mean, look at that's up on a stairs right there. There's all these thrones. There's thrones there. Suppose I think he was a Freemason or some shit, but there's all these thrones there. And there's a there's a famous alien face where they say that he put an alien face on the on the stone somewhere, but he built it. Coincidentally, we know we talked about love at the beginning of the episode. He built it for his one true love. That's who he was building it for, you know, that, so maybe he knew the secrets of the secrets of the mystery schools and all the shit, but that's like his main motivation was his long lost love or some shit that she had dumped him or something. And he built this place for her. Nice. There's a lot of famous monuments uh, that have a similar story. Um, Taj Mahal kind of has something similar, but I definitely want to go see uh, Coral Castle at some point. Uh, I was going to mention something though regarding solar worship because you brought it up. You know, solar worship and orange symbolism kind of go hand in hand, you know. And so we have Orange County, California, and we have Orange County, Florida, and that's where both Disney's are, right? In Orange County. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know? shit, really? In Orange County, California, too? Yeah. Orange is the only color that is 33 in Gematria. Yep, oh, that's right. Shit. Exactly. And so also uh the Pulse nightclub shooting, I don't know if you guys remember that one in Florida. That mm-hmm. was in Orlando, right? Orange County, and it was on Orange Street. I just remember at the time when it happened, there was like orange symbolism all over the place with Orange it. Avenue, yeah. 
Yeah, 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 exactly. So anyways, pretty curious. And then someone earlier mentioned the House of Orange but being a potential connection. Yeah, so that's that kind of came up in some of my research getting ready to work with Juan on this was I found out that there is this real heavy, I mean super heavy, uh, sun-oriented uh, symbology just simply in the letters F and L, you know, Florida. That's a six and a 12, which reduces to a three. So you got six and three gives you the 36 is the number of the circle. Uh, the magical square of the sun is a six by six magical square. And at the, and that's is kind of what started to send me into this, uh, Belfagor's prime. Oh, yes. That has a lot to do with six, six, six. And, uh, and also the 216 being T-A-X of tax. It, uh, it's been quite a rabbit hole. I still haven't found the bottom of it all. But uh, Florida is just steeped in it. It is steeped in it. And everywhere I look, I was seeing, you know, these power brokers, uh, PB. Uh, what was that one fellow's name was Plant? Yeah, Henry B. Plant. B. Plant. O-B-P. Has that BP, which is and then uh, Standard Oil broke up into BP oil yeah. and Exxon yeah. and all these different things. So again, another sort of mantle how you've brought up there, where there's they're just a bunch of Henrys just running around and then you know doing magical shit. Because one of the people that worked with with Henry Flagler, John D. Rockefeller, and all these guys was a chemist. And we know that it's all about alchemy, right? It's all about being able to engineer something. And again, it was during a time where uh, Carnegie, I remember, he wanted to have a utopia. He wanted to build like, you know, this famous uh, place where everybody could live in harmony. And when war started to break out, he died of depression because he couldn't fulfill his dream. You know, he was super fucking rich. He was Don D. Rockefeller's nemesis, right? There were there were two of the richest people. They wanted to donate the most. Like, oh, I donated the most out of all people in history. Like, oh, I donated the most. So it was like a pissing match between all these these giants. And Carnegie died of like a like of depression because he couldn't live out his utopian dream. You know what I mean? It's like, wait, what? You know, it's related to a whole bunch of other rabbit holes that you can go down but it can get pretty dark pretty quick, you know? So yeah, I think that there's something we need to, I'm going to keep pulling at that thread to see where it leads, but there's a bunch more that we need to dig up and we have the episode coming out. There you go. Can you explain that Gabe? Cause that shit was fascinating. Yes, this is re- This has been really, really fun uh, doing this, this research, uh, for your show on. So thank you very much for having me on and letting me put these connections together. Cause it has been quite rewarding. So this is your standard death card. Um, and like I said, it corresponds with uh, Florida in a major way. And I was just, you know, skimming through for images uh, in Florida. And I come across the uh, Indian burial ground which is at the Fountain of Youth Park in St. Augustine, Florida. In the image is all of these bodies that they found. And I just find this so, like, typical 
in that it's got that tongue in cheek contradiction mockery. You know, it's a burial ground. It's got <laughs> the morbid, morbid imagery, but they call it Fountain of Youth Park. It's kind of like that uh, whole Nicholas Flamel living next yes, to next a, a cemetery. <laughs> That's exactly what. Yeah, is that, that the Fountain of Youth? Is the death card encoding that this queen figure is w- like trying to make a deal with death? And well, say, I'll give you the children if you let me live. Is that what it's telling us? That's the whole thing, right? What, because is that what the trafficking is really mostly about in places like Disney World. You could say that guy on the floor looks like the Pope too, with that white on his chest. I mean, that looks like a Pope to me. And you could argue that, right? Because the whole thing with the occult, and we have the oldest city in the United States. You, they do ghost tours. It's super haunted and all this shit. Like you can't tell me it's not a cult. We have the psychic, the psychic capital of the world, which is sorry, excuse me, which is Casadega, Florida, and it's a town full of psychics and mediums, all of them. I've never been there. And they have a uh, a chair there. They call it Satan's chair. They say if you leave a beer on it. You come back the next day. I think a homeless guy drinks it, but supposedly it's empty because they said that the Satan himself sits in and takes a drink. But this idea that people come here to die, you have the occult studies of alchemy where, you know, it's the biggest taboo that there is. It's like, what is the philosopher's stone in the full metal alchemist? It's what it's the sacrifice of a human life. You know, by the, the way, they got us. They got a Satan's chair in Missouri, too. Yeah, they have they have them all over the place. Really, it's a thing. I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, they have. Yeah, they have them all over the place. This idea, you know, spoiler alert for Full Metal Alchemist: the Philosopher's Stone is dead people. The Fountain of Youth is the blood of dead children. Okay, that's like the the biggest taboo. You know, you brought up Nicholas uh, Flamel, where he lived next to. They never had any children, but he lived next to a cemetery full of kids. You know, so you have this idea that you know he was. Again, giving to all these charitable causes. And how many alchemical like illustration plates or in writings they talk about all the time? The sun and moon taking a bath in blood. No, not dude. There's there's plates that show literal eating of fucking babies. Like I was looking at the Liber Mutus the other day. It's just a book of plates, and it's the weirdest book. Like it's so odd. I'm like, what? Are you? Literally. A baby just pops out of nowhere. Boom. You know, just a baby. And they're eating the baby. I'm like, oh, shit. Okay. This, we're doing this. It's like, yeah, we're doing this. You know, so it's like the, all the QAnon stuff is like they were probably doing this at one point in time and still are. So it's not out of the question that the Fountain of Youth, you know, how Ponce de Leon was looking for it, you know, was they were just doing it in their own house. You know, that, that is the Fountain of Youth. I mean. Well, you could say that what he was doing, searching for the Fountain of Youth, was going around to unclaimed territories that didn't have legal rights in their whole Vatican-based system and, you know, capturing natives to create a Fountain of Youth out of. Well, one of the urban legends of Alligator Alley and the Everglades, there are stories of pig people and whole colonies of pig people and, and gator men. And one of the one of the urban legends is that the government was doing experiments on people 
and they were they were hiding out in the Everglades. Like they were using the Everglades as a hideout. You know, they had their facilities out there. There are facilities out in the middle of Everglades. Uh, one in particular in Homestead, which is an old. There's still a rocket. They would test out rocket fuel in the middle of the Everglades, and it's off of Aerojet Canal, which is at the very end of Florida, at the very very end. Aerojet. Uh, space something or other look it up aerojet canal space silo look it up and you'll find it's an abandoned place a bunch of people go there i've never been there but there's a reason why who was it teddy roosevelt theodore roosevelt the one that enacted the national park uh to cover to protect them was that the one that passed that law well anyways one of the presidents passed the law to protect and preserve national parks what is the everglades it's a national park you know it's protected by the government. So, and the whole conspiracy is they're hiding things out there. Like people back then literally said, you know, you don't want to go out here. It's God's country. Cause God can't fucking give it to anybody else. Cause that's how bad it is. Okay. So if they were hiding something, I don't know. I think it's more of an energetic thing. There's a reason why they decided to put Disney here. There's a reason why tourism does fuel the economy here. It's like the main thing that fuels. We don't have a state. I believe we don't have a, we don't have an income tax because of the money that Disney generates. But the problem with that is as of recently, we've had DeSantis going to war with who Disney. So in the, in the news, it's been, he's trying to take away, you know, they were trying to become a sovereign state and all this shit, which Disney, I'm sure they have their own zip code. They have their own fire department. They do shady shit. They're lizards. You know, they literally engineer paint. They have, what is it? Uh, I think it's called uh, look away green or some shit like that, where it's a shade of green where it literally tricks the mind to look away from it and miss it. So they paint all their maintenance buildings and all this stuff. So, you know, they're, they're, they're lizards. I mean, I don't know how else to put it. They're fucking, (laughs) (laughs) sure sure totally uh as we're just talking about all this stuff too i just think it's interesting jpl out of california right developing rocket fuels kind of going back to some of our other conversations and then uh using it in florida potentially you know that's wild so there's so many parallels wow it really is fascinating i'm glad we're talking about this at first i was like i don't know anything about florida but now uh, that we're into it, I'm like oh actually but it's such a significant place though that you know i do have tidbits here and there Neither did I. I mean, that's why that's why it blew me away because you know, I'm like telling my wife, I'm like, Haynes City, yeah, Henry Haynes, like you know, a lizard, you know. So H H, whatever, you know, H H Holmes and all these different guys. She's like, are you doing an episode on Florida? I was like, we already did one, but I think we're gonna dive back in again because she's a Florida girl, and you know, coming up with you know the the original name for Okeechobee was Maya. Me, I think it was like M A Y A, Miami, me, something like that. It was like a weird name, and it meant like big, big water. Because if you go into Lake Okeechobee, number one, the gators are huge there, and number two, you can't see the other side. Like you, when you, it's like a, it's like an ocean. You can't see it's that big, and but it's really shallow. It's only like eight foot, ten foot at its deepest parts, and. It's it's a glacial lake, so it was like, you know a glacier came through. We have a lot of those. We have a lot of glacial lakes, which are nat- natural. If you live in the R complex, so again, there are a lot of parallels. There was also a parallel that we connected with <laughs> how they 
they're able to predict where they're going to go. So we were able to link it back to where the, you know, Henry Flagler and all these other guys came from in the episode. And we go on some other tangents as well. Uh, I believe it was Paranoid American brought up the fact that one of the first masonry lodges was here in Florida uh, from uh, some soldier or something like that. I don't remember the exact details, but one of the first Mason lodges was put here in Florida. So again, I do feel that there is some sort of occult connection to everything else. Just how the entire United States was built on the shoulders of occultists. You know what I mean? So if these guys, I I say guilty by association when, you know, if you're hanging out with a guy who is, you know, part of a secret society, you're on a high status with him as well. What are the chances that you might as well, you know, partake, you know, your business partners. So who's to say that you're not partaking, you know, in whatever he's doing in his secret societies. And I got to tread lightly because Thomas is a Freemason. I'm not a Mason, but I hang out with Thomas. You know what I mean? So I can't be saying that I go, well, get to you by association too much. But if he looks like a lizard, he most likely is a lizard. So that's what I got to say about that. So one thing that really stood out when I dug into Florida was uh, the extreme concentration of very considerable religious groups, uh, specifically Scientology. Oh, yes. And they're like incredible. Uh, concentration of power and wealth and influence, particularly in this one location, uh, Clearwater, Florida. And apparently there have been many debacles and many documentaries put out a long time ago with people putting out the alarm, uh, you know, in uh, showing proof and evidence that, you know, the police are under the, under the thumb of the Scientologists out there and the, the takeover took over a long time ago. It's This is old news. Uh, but that location just kept coming up in so many ways. Uh, and so uh, I think I've discovered a very interesting uh, map in the death card. And I revealed it on the show with Juan. I don't know when it's going to come out. I don't want to... Monday. On Monday? I don't want to yeah. take away the thunder. Should we- well, so uh, yeah, Astro is g- coming on to some stuff there. I mean, that's that's sensitive uh, territory there, right? So, right, and that's what's on the death card. It's got those children down on the ground. I think we talk about this on the show. You know, the one kid has the kid's head is turned away. It's like a kind of uh, refusing the. Uh, the conquest or the fall of the king on the ground there. And the other kid is kneeling and has one, uh, one pant leg rolled up like a initiate. Well, what else is the big D doing other than, you know, chopping off the D of as many human beings, you know, philosophically as they can, or maybe uh, spiritually as they can in the terms of the programming that the masculine is toxic and all that. I mean, you have both aspects of that coming through. And I really, I haven't made this thought before, but I really wonder if the, uh, the queen figure is like pleading and making a deal, not just like spare my, spare me and my children, but like, I'll give you my kids spare me. And that really does tie into the whole uh, Chrome 
that is adreno flavored. Hey, uh, can I can I say something? I forgot to tell you guys. I I backed. I mean, it doesn't come till next year, but I backed a Cthulhu tarot deck. We should do like a decode on air when I get it. Nice. Wow. All right. Let's yeah. do it. So I yeah, just, I think that would be cool. I have to share this for Gabe real quick, man. I'm I'm thinking about you connecting Florida with the Death Card, and I'm still thinking about a very influential metal band called Death. Uh, from florida and this is their logo so this is actually where we get death metal from is from this band death you know and so just the fact that you link that up and wow. you know that that's kind of a sync right there right big time so that's kind of curious it wasn't on screen yet but here it is oh my bad all right no, i didn't put it up i had to do it <laughs> oh, okay so there's a, there's a couple variations you see the scythe here the skull whatever they're from the 80s and then uh, kind of an updated version or whatever. Uh, but yeah, so there's that. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, a data hold remembers on, from hold Ocala. On, hold 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 on. Hold on. Hold I'm hold on. on. I'm We're holding. Hold it on. Okay. Stand by. Can you, can you flash us back and forth between... Oh, wait, no, that was Mario's picture. Don't flash us. I can, uh-huh. if Mario puts his screen share back, okay, I can swap can, between okay, them. Okay, I need you guys to like cool. take a mental picture of what Mario shows and then chance when you flash the map. I'll, I'll show it. I won't flash it. I'll just show it regular style. Go. That's a solid host right there. There you go. Okay. Now I can go between them. What do you see in here? Look at that very okay. Th- oh, this is amazing. Okay, so this is the map. This is my treasure map that I discovered out of the death card. Okay, and what is very interesting is inside of this P shape, the, the pony is pointing. This is a pointing pony. And inside of the pony's pointing hoof is the foot of the death card or the death rider. The flower rider, his his toe is in there, but also the king's toes are inside of this pony's pointing hoof. And what I think this is pointing at, indicating is, yes, they're nice. Thank you, Chance. It's uh, all pointing at um, a place. It's telling. It's initiating us. It's telling us to go here to track this down. Uh, to send us on a journey. We are being initiated. The the uh, direction is being pointed out. This is the key. This is a key to a map. So I put it on top of clear water because I could see the very obvious shape of the hoof of this horse uh, matching up with the peninsula of clear water. And it was pr- uh, it's pretty convincing if you ask me. But what Interesting I, that there's a Hyde Park right there, and there's also Jekyll Island in the mix. Right. Wait, there's a Jekyll Island in there? No, no, just oh. Jekyll Island. Was oh, there's the a mix, Jekyll so. Island, yeah, in the whole Florida. Yeah, 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 yeah. The whole Florida thing. So here's what's a real trip, is I think if we could ghost image this and put it next to the logo that you just put forward, Mario, I'm seeing something really powerfully connecting not only in the shape of the D being Mm -hmm. the shape of the hoof of that horse, okay, but also the shape of this triangular A 
matching the bootstrap of the death card in a really crazy way. I think we could probably take these images and put them next to each other and they would line up. Nice. Wonder I'm intrigued. There. <laughs> well, maybe it's the fountain of youth, bro. Who knows? Like these guys were living, living older than except, except the distant guy that supposedly killed himself. He was actually the main one that sparked it. He died at 50 something years old. Everybody else died when they were 80, you know? So isn't there, isn't there like a whole lot of not just Scientology. There are lots of Mormons. I mean, there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of all religious organizations kind of centered in Florida, aren't there? Yeah. The Scientology is definitely one of the big ones. I mean, I've, if you go to the headquarters, they own entire blocks. I mean, it's, and it's immaculate. Like it's honestly, it's really beautiful. Their buildings. Obviously we know what's going on behind closed doors, but it's something to see because they own entire city blocks over by, by St. Pete Clearwater area. And there's this, there's this weird place called the villages. I don't know if you guys have heard of it towards North central Florida, but it's like a town of super rich old people. But it's almost like a cult type of following behind it. It's a weird kind of place. But there's that. There's that. But yeah, definitely. Uh, maybe I don't know about Mormons, but there is. I'm trying to think of if there's anything else that's weird. I mean, it's Florida. You get the Florida man all the time. But yeah, I'll think of something. But I don't. I can't think of anything else at the top of my head other than Scientology. That's super huge. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, I've heard that the Mormons and the Scientologists don't get along very well, and I'm actually like strangely alarmed at how that gives me comfort. I don't know why. I like for some reason I take comfort in that. And uh, I loathe the day that I find out that that was a lie. <laughs> it's like I'm going to start a comic book with like a, a super badass like Amish guy or like Mormon dude, you know. I'm, th- I'm mixing up Mormons with the Amish people, but like this, you know, like with the little Jew curls, like doing some Kung Fu or some shit, like some superhero. I think that'd be funny, like a visual, you know, Judo. <laughs> yeah, bro. That'd be a funny visual. But there was, oh, yes, uh, there was actually there's this place. I forgot the name of it, but the one of the original people that came up with the idea, it was a cult again out of Florida. I believe it was called Coruscanity. And it was this guy who talked about the earth being in inside out is what he called it. Uh, But pretty much he was advocating for, he was advocating for whole earth. I can't believe he went here. Yeah, no, I went there and he supposedly was doing this experiment. He got shocked and he got knocked unconscious. And when he was knocked unconscious, he said he talked to God and God prophesied to him. And when he came back, he said that he was the reincarnation, I think, of Jesus Christ. And yeah, there's a lot. Of, <laughs> there's a lot of guys. There's a couple guys. I mean, but it would, it would only make sense, though. I mean, you got people eating other people's faces in Miami. You have the Causeway Cannibal. You have all these weird stories of people. And... Yeah, I forgot the guy's name. It was something Korishanity, and it was, I forgot what year it was, but 
you can go to his house here in Florida and visit it. Yeah, Chance, you are gonna you will dig this if you look into it. It is uh cosmic egg, uh hollow earth combination. All right, uh, all right. Yeah, and and I And he got it. the knowledge from getting electrocuted. I know people that got struck by lightning and then all of a sudden knew a bunch of shit. I've here we go. Really know people in person that awesome. that has happened to. Korish Korishanity is a set of religious pseudoscientific beliefs put forth by Cyrus Teed also known as Koresh. Followers of this belief were called Koreshans, and most of them formed a utopian community society called Koreshan Unity, and that was, I believe, here in Florida? So there's a place, you could go to his old house, and so they have Universology, and he was Cellular Cosmology, Cosmo, cosmogony. There you go. I think hopefully I said that right. Which is T's unique form of hollow earth theory, which puts forth the idea that earth and the universe are contained within a concave sphere or cell. So this guy, this guy might be onto some shit. This guy was in, he was a Florida man. So give it to to the Florida man to figure this out. So, and he didn't like cult out with it or fuck everybody's wife or get, everyone to commit suicide or anything like that. And that's, well, I mean, is it a cult down? if you don't fuck people's wives? I mean, uh, I have, I have to point not. out, we did have the David Koresh and the branch. Oh, is that was what you made. That's what I thought of right away. Is that Which, like a psyop to throw people off from Koreshans? Well, I, I have to point out that we are totally making a huge jump. There is no, there's no ground between this group and that group other than the name. Uh, but I find it quite fascinating that they have the same name and they were both cults. In uh, chance, I sent you another picture that I put together a long time ago when I was researching these guys and doing the Moon Knight research at the same time. And there's some very interesting similarities in the oh, shape shit. in the shape <laughs> of Conchu's head. And the cosmology of these Kurashans. Isn't that wild? How similar their cosmology is to the shape of Kanshu, whose name. A bird bird skull, or just a skull with the eye sockets in general. Right. Whose name is King's Placenta. Right. Kanshu Kurashan. Look at how and actually it's con, it's Kanshu in Marvel, but Kansu in actual e- Egypt, and even that's not really accurate because uh-huh. nobody knows the vowels that were being used in the place between consonants on Egyptian hieroglyphic writing. Right, and also think of the fact that the shell around the Earth is like a sarcophagus. It's like a uh, um, a metaphor for the a tomb. So to say, Atu. well, if you took the if you took the vowels out of Koreshan and Kanshu, you would have the same exact consonants, right? Right. So that is another odd link there. Wow. Yeah, nice. I want to look more into this 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 guy. Same. Yeah, I'm reading up. It all went wrong or not? Reading up on a bunch of stuff. They believe in reincarnation, immortality, celibacy. Uh, so abstaining from any central uh, sexual contact, 
which they felt was a scientific method to obtain immortality. We have, again, this belief of, oh, look, they have collectivism. Uh He's controlling people by getting them to not have sex. That's a really easy way to control people. Uh Check this out. Alchemy, which was an area that Teed had experimented in for years. So, wow. Teed inspired leadership. Teed claimed to be the seventh messianic leader. Jesus was the sixth. (laughs) All right. He kind of sucks. (laughs) So, yeah. And then he came to Florida later on and he wanted to create a new Jerusalem. So there also says he described God as a hybrid of male and female. Yeah. Baphomet right there, baby. Look at that. Shout out to Baphomet. So again, very weird guy. We hit the, we hit the new month. Yeah. I got you, bro. Hold on. There you go. This is for USB. Illuminati confirmed. <laughs> yeah. We need more of that for the entire month. I'm going to, I'm going to use that shit. So well, I'm pretty sure he's in the chat right now. Oh yeah. He's here. Um, so it's interesting. Apparently they had a, uh, publishing house called the guiding star publishing house. Interesting. And you know, my love for all things pole star related. So that's, and so, uh, I don't know if I'm sharing right now, but, um, am I sharing my screen? I'm not right. No, not currently. Okay. So check this out. It's a low res image, but you'll get the idea. The Guiding Star Publishing House, The Earth, A Concave Sphere, We Live Inside. I like it. That's interesting. (laughs) So I want to do more research on this guy and uh, their whole philosophy. But Gabe, is this why you brought him up or this uh, cosmology up to begin with? Because you're looking Uh, at the Florida stuff or is that unrelated? Well, this is just a coincidence uh, because Juan brought it up tonight. And I just happened to have been looking into it uh, a while back. And I... That's right. I remember. And I was doing the Moon Knight thing on one project, and I just kind of fused the two together, and I was like, this is really odd that the uh, the name and the Kanchu and the similarity of the icons, uh, one could almost say that they're like drumming up uh, some old cult symbology to maybe bring it back to life, you know? Sure, sure, totally. Or, or maybe it never went away, and it's been running behind the scenes all along. All right, so on the subject of getting hit by lightning and then having some weird stuff happen or downloads, my friend Cami, Venusian Visions on Instagram, I'll put a link in the chat, but she got hit by lightning, and so did her boyfriend Bruce, but the, it was right before they met each other, and then they both became like nomadic life painters. We have a house, but check out this painting. Okay. So after she got hit by lightning, she started having all this like hermetic knowledge that she, and then she got interested in hermeticism too, but she had a bunch of, I think she met Thoth. (laughs) Anyway, this is the kind of painting she started doing after she got hit by lightning and she wasn't painting before that. Whoa. Nice. Yeah. It's pretty intense. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> what? Uh, we have we have something interesting that somebody said. Quantum Carey said Cyrus, his wife, is the sister to the leader of Scientology founder. Yes. What? Oh. The f- Hold on. Wait a minute. Wait yeah, a minute. Please, Emotional. Damn it. Hold on. Round one. Illuminati confirmed. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck, y'all? God damn! 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 
I'm yeah. trying to find this. Hold on. This is this is crazy if it is. I mean, yes. Yes. Like throw whatever you can to see what sticks type of thing. Yes. One of these days, Carrie's going to have to come on the spiders. She brings out the wildest connections. It's beautiful. She, oh, man. Uh, Never call into a vibrant, too. I'm yeah. in. Well, you know what's interesting, right? That I'm not going to say a name, but I have a friend of mine who went to jail, right? And while he was in jail, he was trying to be recruited to a religion. After he came out, he started to look, he was telling me about, he's like, bro, I try to get recruited into this religion and it's a link to Scientology. And then, which makes me think the headquarters is here in Florida. He was in jail here in Florida and they were trying to recruit him for pretty much a cult while he was in jail. And it's directly linked back to, to, to Scientology, to L. Ron Hubbard. So uh, 100% yeah, is. Very interesting. Uh, I've been wanting to bring this up for a little while uh, to see if anyone else has heard of this. But I've read multiple stories now of people saying that they're in prison and that they're being blasted with like voice to skull technology and uh, various uh, kind of like targeted individual high tech sort of stuff where they can't go to sleep or they have like racing thoughts, but it's like very clearly not their own and whatever. And that uh, some people have said that there's multiple prisons out there where they have at least one cell where they know that they have special tech kind of built into the room to do all sorts of things uh, to people. Have you guys ever heard that before or anyone in the chat actually too? What the fuck? No, I've never heard of that. I believe it. I believe it, Mario. I think that, that it is anything goes on those poor souls in there, man. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I think we could not even imagine the possibility of what kind of experimentation they're probably putting those guys up against. But yeah, because I'm pretty sure I saw a TikTok and like prisoners have phones, <laughs> you know, so it's pretty wild. They can make their own TikToks and, you know, tweet and do whatever. And so one of these videos I saw was this guy kind of going into it saying like, oh, yeah, like this is the cell where they did this, that and the other thing to me. And uh, I have a buddy who uh, was here, too, and he said the exact same thing and that they know how to crank up the dials and turn them down and do all sorts of stuff. Uh, You know, so I just thought I would throw that out there, see if anyone has heard that or had experience with that. I wouldn't be surprised either. It makes sense to me. Can I drop some gravy about the Cyrus guy real quick? So. I was pretty sure, (laughs) so I just double-checked, and Cyrus does mean son, like (laughs) S-U-N. So we got got Cyrus the Great from Persian Empire, historical or astrophysical. The original Persian form of his name, Cyrus. Pretty sure. Yeah, well, that's what Koresh was. Koresh was the the Persian version version of Cyrus. So Cyrus, though, of Persia was a sun god, sun king possibly well definitely deified in terms of the ways remembered historically so check out you were talking about the three balls in the chat <laughs> the tertium quid <laughs> look at his uh this is cyrus the great let's check out his him him crown up here oh shit the three balls yeah man there it is the tri- the matrix that's the, the trinity the trimurti of ma the yeah. matrix i love it Whoa, that's trippy. You know, I had never looked into... Dude, this looks like a fucking seraphim angel being. Look at the yeah. 
mm-hmm. lizard people from the past. So he's like IDing himself with the lizard king of way back when. <laughs> That's my type of shit right there, the fucking lizard people. So Illuminati confirmed. You know, I had I'd always knew about this guy because I did an episode on Hollow Earth and he came up in the conversation, obviously, but I had never actually looked into like the actual beliefs of the cult. I just knew that it was he said he was this Jesus Messiah. It was in Florida and he electrocuted himself into seeing God because <laughs> he was conducting alchemy. That's how he was able to charge himself up, knocked himself out. Wow. Look at that. Another one of Cyrus. What the fuck? Very interesting. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Those horns are something phenomenal. Also. And this is Persian, you said? Yeah, this is Cyrus the Great. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, I know it looks like a like some Anunnaki Seriously. Sumerian, you know, god and Lilenki type thing. And I never thought about that. But yeah, it's crazy. I mean, that was another weird thing of of Florida. Here's the uh the the positus, which I think this is symbolic Mario of the pole. Now I've been, I've started to think that, that the plus sign can not always mean that, but could be. Oh, absolutely, man. For sure. It means positive means post in Latin, which is the positive sign. Oh, post bro. That's really good, man. I never considered that, but also to the four directions, cardinal directions emanating from the pole, right? Exactly. Yeah. There's multiple reasons to think that. Yep. Yep. X marks the spot, baby. For sure. Have you guys heard of the theory that the directions are actually flipped and there's like yeah. esoteric directions, like the cardinal directions, like, you know, we have yes. northeast, southwest, but it's actually like inverted or something? On old maps, there's some evidence to suggest that, yeah. Tom Carberry has good work on that, the YouTube channel Tom Carberry that Gabriel showed me a while back. Yeah, I seen that the other day and I was like, oh, I never thought about it like that before. Because, you know, as above, so below. Well, it's like, is the North Pole actually the North Pole? Is like the ice cap? What's it capping? Is it capping something to an interior? I mean, if you believe in the round Earth model, which I know some people don't, but I do. Yeah, Gabriel, you just shared the, the goat here in the chat. His Cyrus the Great does have... Kind of looks like maybe Amanian horn reference in the him him crown, as it's called. I don't know much about that particular crown, so I want to look more into it. But I think it's probably the triple crown, the same symbolism that, where you get the fleur de lis coming from. So uh, I'll have to do more digging. But I know that in Dylan's Spirit World book, the that symbolism, the tri- triple fire, that thing on crowns is really replete. I guess we talked about that some with Homie Romy. In the last interverse. Oh, dude, this guy died from a beating. Reed died from a beating. Oh, <laughs> 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 no, yeah. Gabe doesn't even, you know, Gabe doesn't even know anymore. He's like, I think he's coming around. No, Gabe is a, Gabe is, he's already told, he's told me where he stands. All right. So let's not, let's not go there. But, can we talk about how this dude was beat to death? Yeah, yeah. Why Let's not? Let's hear it. That's like Joseph Smith. Well, Mr. Cyrus here was on October 13th, number 13, 
1906. I wonder what day of the week that is. While meeting at 1.30 p.m. Atlantic Coastline train from Baltimore, a group of Corishans. 1.30 is another 13. Yeah, a group of Corishans, Corishans got into a fight in front of the R.W. Gilliam's grocery store in Fort Myers. That's Florida. T tried to break it up and he was severely beaten by a Marshall Sanchez suffering injuries from which he never recovered. He died on December 22nd, 1908. So he got beat up so badly. He never recovered and died uh, two months later on December. And then Teet's followers initially expected his resurrection after which his faithful would be taken up to heaven as he had predicted in his book, The Immortal Manhood. I'm going to have to check that out. They kept a constant visual over his body for two days, after which time it began to show signs of decay. (laughs) Following Christmas, the county health officer stepped in to order his burial. After his death, the group went into decline. So in 1921, a hurricane destroyed his tomb and washed his coffin out to sea. What the fuck? And there is a Corshawn State Historic Site in Florida. I'm going to have to check that. I'm going to have to go there and check this out. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. that is really weird that he gets washed out to sea. Right? They do the same thing with who was Osama bin Laden. All right? They throw him out at sea, you know? So, never to be seen again, but I don't know. It's kind of weird, the Corshawn Site. Yeah, I'm going to go to this place. It's in Lee County, Florida, on at Corkscrew Road, <laughs> and it is the Korshan Unity Settlement Historic District. So, it's a state historic site. It's recognized by the state as a historic site for a guy that was doing alchemy and started a cult. All right, Gabriel, I got more about that crown that I think you'll find interesting because you brought up the ram horn. Yeah, buddy. Uh, so this crown, the him, him, this weird thing. Oh, shit. It was according to the We Keep Idea page that the word him, him actually means to shout out or to cry out so that the crown might symbolize a battle horn, which is exactly what ram horns are used for. Interesting. That, that also makes me think of how our address is a headdress that yeah, is your, in- your hood. <laughs> it's your hood. It's your hood, and it's in all person caps. hood, and your and they cut hood. the hood from people's dicks. That so. also, yes, <laughs> and it's in all caps because they're shouting at you, they're yelling, and that is how you speak to somebody in bat in war. It's a battle, crowd. and now you summon somebody from far away. Yeah, the oh, name is to summon the demon. Yes, uh, this is where command. This is where the word. Okay, I was thinking of this today. So the word name in Latin is yama, and it actually means to uh, call, command, to chant. Uh, And I was thinking today about commandments and how, think of this, what if the commandments are that word, what if it's interchangeable with the word names? The word commandments. So it was 40 commandments the first time he came down. Then he had to go back and consolidate, came down with 10. Okay. What if they were 40 names? And he went and redid them and came back with 10 instead. And that four to the one is very Kabbalistic. Kabbalistic. 
Uh, for sure. The four, well, four is the first number that becomes one in theosophical addition. Exactly. One plus two plus three plus four equals ten. Yep. Speaking I of did. the 40, I didn't grab it, but there was a, <laughs> in the Moon Knight first episode, it, when he's walking to work, there's a, in the background, flashes a sign that says, in business for 40 years, big 40. And I thought that was interesting, prominent, but I didn't bring it up because we were already going to be talking for three and a half hours, apparently. Right. Well, that, <laughs> you know what? We could, we could like sum that up. Like we can have a catchphrase. We could call that uh, the veneration. You know, that's the, the, and, oh, the veneration of the fasting calendar. It's veneration and purification in a way. I mean, right. both of those symbols come into play. Veneration with Venus, though, of course. I got something for you fucking flat earthers. Have you guys ever heard of Christian topography? Sounds awesome. Have you heard of that before? No. It's another earth model. That's Is it square? Supp- it's... Modeled after the tabernacle. It's like a treasure chest. Have you seen yeah, that? Yeah. I it's have, fucking yeah. fascinating. There's this um, Orthodox Christian guy who uh, put on a presentation that I saw locally, and that was his whole jam. But he met up with flat earthers because they were the only people who would listen to him. <laughs> and so he knew a lot about it. He had all of these different like paintings and drawings and stuff of it. But yeah, exactly right. A treasure chest for sure. That's a shitty ass map. <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude this is from this was sixth century work one of the earliest essays in scientific geography written by a christian author and it, it's 12 different books i think or 10 books and the gist of it is that the the earth was modeled after the tabernacle and let's see here yeah well, that does i mean it's just another version of the whole cube thing oof that's true. But then wouldn't a sphere fit perfectly in a cube? Yeah, it would. So kind of the same shit. So does the tabernacle, is there a concept of the Holy of Holies or a sacred center with it by chance? Do you know how it's set up? I've never looked into it. The tabernacle, tabernacle as an actual building and temple or this Christian topography version? Uh, I guess what, what tabernacle are you referring to, Juan? The, yeah, the the actual tabernacle of the church. Um, let's see here. Well, because when you look at this, it's kind of tabernacle-like because it's almost like a tent in the original tabernacle. Was yeah, the Hebrew tent. Bible tabernacle, the tent of the congregation. So, you know, the, the portable earthly dwelling place of Yahweh used by the, the Israelites. Yeah, the cloth covering of the tent is the firmament or dome, I guess. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Totally. Okay, I gotcha. It makes a lot of sense to me. I actually like this model better than the the flying frisbee version. I like that. We're the treasure. Think about it. We are the treasure. We are the divine. Open us up, oh great one. You know the great alchemist. I like that. I, I like the Happy Central Pride Month. Going up to the heavens, you know, and within that mountain, you know, uh, my understanding is that things that go up traditionally have a relationship with going downward as well. So when you see all these huge buildings and stuff like that, I always think like, okay, so how far down do they actually go? Because they probably go really far down or you look at these obelisks, you know, Mm -hmm. my, my assumption and my guess is that obelisks that go upward probably have a downward component as well. And uh, they're doing that as above, so below thing. So uh, I was just talking to Gabe about this, the sacred center concept, Mount Maru or the world tree or what have you. There's a million ways to depict it. 
This, well, is, this cool. is another thing that came up for Christian topography. I wonder if the quick search on that is just giving you the most ridiculous versions and maybe there's something better to it. There's a, there's plates in that book too. I think there's 12 plates. So I might show you some plates on there, but yeah, I let's see here. Yeah. I like this. I like this earth model. Can you guys not, can you guys not hear me? You're fine. What? Don't, don't listen to Mark. <laughs> fucking Mark. Turn being, up your volume. Mark being a fucking troll. That's what he's being. Yeah. Totally. Illuminati confirmed. Mark's just mad because I didn't hop on a podcast with him. That's why. So shout out to Mark. That man's always podcasting. Does he need a link? Actually, we're getting pretty close to a good point to play some voicemail from Kaylee here. Our other sorcerers of scientism <laughs> party member. So I'm going to play this. This is for us. What's up? Wow. That's a good one. <laughs> Much love, my dudes. Juan, congratulations on your new baby. And uh, also congratulations on having the most epic metal merch of all time. Your newest shirt looks like some crunchy fucking doom metal, and I love it. Here for it. <laughs> Have a Thank wonderful you. night, you guys. <laughs> She's so metal. Oh, that was so awesome. Yeah, she was awesome. awesome. You should actually, I would love to hear your thoughts on your own merch, dude, on that latest shirt. So, you know, everybody always asks, if I could draw, if I could, this is not the latest shirt. I actually ordered it. This is Vish Varupa. Bigfoot, okay. I would have worn yeah. my one-on-one shirt if I wasn't dressing up like Florida Dad. People, if I could draw, if I had that talent of drawing, I would draw the sickest shit ever. And whenever I come up with an idea, I tell, I describe to the artist what the best, you know, how I want it, and then I just let them go to town. But, yeah, I mean, I'm not thinking metal, but I like a certain type of illustration and it just so happens to come off as metal. But I mean, I, I used to be more into metal back then, you know, when I was my younger years, you know, in high school, I went through my goth face and all this shit. So, and I play guitar you know, I play electric guitar too. So that's where that came from. But yeah, I fucking love my merch. I think it's fucking great. And I'm going to continue to put out some great. more stuff. I just got to brainstorm my next one. My next piece might be, the tabernacle earth model. And I might just do some shit with that. We'll see. But yeah, it's, it's uh, before we leave, I want to talk about uh, my comic book that I'm working on with a paranoid American called chosen. The chosen one is going to be coming to the first issue is going to be coming to a conclusion here very soon. So probably in a couple more weeks, we're going to have a finished product and it's going to be a story of it's going to be a, how do I say this? A conspiracy, comedy, paranormal, interdimensional journey of guys who do swap casts with me. They get special powers. So it's going to be a rabbit hole of a ride. We've already have like, we're going to do six issues. We already have them written out to issue number four. And we're we're already finishing up issue number one, moving on to issue number two. So should be out soon. Yeah, that's the shirt I'm wearing right now. Fuck yeah, one. 
Yeah, man. So, you collaborate with really great artists, dude. Well, I mean, uh, Thomas is really the one behind the artist stuff. We just were on the writing side and the creative aspect of it all. We come up with ideas and we hopefully we have people. The, the, the saddest part is when you're working with somebody, when your idea doesn't interpret well, that's the latest piece right there. That's Metatron 3000. That's so, what I was thinking of. Yep. So I always wear a Metatron uh, pendant. So again, Enoch, I think that's what they don't want us to know where when Enoch became Metatron after learning the secrets of the secrets, I think that's what they're withholding us from. So, so you can I'm go over to the next one. The round I'm one is my favorite. Am I supposed to jerk off on these? No, you're not supposed to don't jerk off on them. That's that's the secret. You need what people don't understand is the the Taoist approach to it all is you need to withhold it inside. And then when you reach a certain level of enlightenment, you will have a little golden man sprout from from your essence. And that little golden man is your homunculus. And he will live on for eternity for you. And that way you're not not you're not subjected to the Ouroboros and uh, to live in reincarnation forever. That's my favorite one right there. There you go, right there. So that's the secret, Gabe. You're not supposed to. In the east, in the far east as well, there's Taoist practices to cultivate your chi and hold it in the solar plexus to try to like. Well, you have to make sure that you don't that you have enough uh, semen in your in your battleship. (laughs) Well, here's the thing, though, uh, Chance. I think. The psyop is porn. They encourage people to give up their life force. So if you're masturbating all the time, you're not going to withhold anything in. Hence the psyop. So what's one of the biggest industries that there is? Porn industry. You know, all these things and all and people literally get addicted to it. So I think that's the psyop. You need to hold it in and create a homunculus, the Taoist way, and meditate on it. And you'll have a little golden man. So shout out to SB. Look at that. Check I'm out episode a, number 93. I'm going to have a giant golden man. <laughs> Get this one. Yeah, this is the best one. It's, uh, it's Bill Hicks. Love it. Yep. Totally. Uh, there's one, I think there's a couple more, actually. Yeah, there's Church of, Church of Cage. Are we going back in time? Right? With the design? <laughs> yeah. No, no. I think it's like from... I, I, I put them by shape. Like, oh. the shape. So, so good. Nice, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, have a T public if anybody wants to buy any of those shirts and stickers and shit. So I, I do have drop one link. Florida share, if you don't mind. Yeah, of course. Let me drop the link. Hold on. I don't know if it's gonna be too deep for people or not, you know. At this point. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so castration ritual was wow. Up. Yeah, yeah. So he's, you, he's he's standing at Jekyll Island when he backs up there. Right, right. I was joking about the too deep thing, obviously. Uh, but it reminds me of uh, the golden phallus, right, of Osiris and all of these phallus myths where they get chopped off and they have to be found and everything else. And there's a few things throughout the conversation that made me think of this. So I had to pull it up. I'm, yeah, man. You know, I got to say, I've had a theory for a long time that the Osiris myth fits better in the Gulf of Mexico. Oof. Coming out of the Mississippi River instead of the Nile because of the red tide. The Mm. red tide phenomenon would be would require a gigantic mythology of Mm. gods of immense proportions 
and some sort of blood ritual coming out of the mouth of the river to explain the blood tide. And sure enough, there's a giant phallus floating in that body of water right there called Florida. It could be Osiris's dong. Can I add to that, Gabe, something that I didn't bring up? Because, again, this is something that I'm developing over time. Yes. But Mr. Plant, right, because one of the big things was they wanted to bring people to Florida, right? More people to Florida. So they had a, they would go to the world fairs and there was a Florida building at the Chicago world fair of 1893. Now there was a particular world fair, which I have to look for exactly where it was, but you you mentioned Egypt and I wanted to, to throw this in there, but Mr. Plant, he had a display put up for Florida and his organization and all this stuff in the shape of a, of a pyramid. Okay. It was a huge pyramid. I forgot what year I'm going to have to look for it, but on the subject of Florida of uh, Egypt, this, the, again, these guys, what's the point of having a pyramid shaped building? You know what I mean? Like what, what we there again, it's the mirror symbolism. We get into John D and camera obscura and all this shit in there as well, because it's got a lot to do with this mirrored reality where you see you have a, what is it? A Cairo here in the States and you have one in Egypt and then you have the same name cities in certain places and certain alignments with certain ley lines. And it's again, it's like a ritual that they're doing. I mean, I a hundred percent believe that they are trying to get in contact with otherworldly entities. If it is Cthulhu or not, then I don't know. Maybe it's Alex Jones. Who the fuck knows? But yeah. Yeah, this is from Davin. Davin sent us this in the uh, the vibrant call-in line a while back, so might be a little out of context, but here's a short clip. Shout out to the magicians. That's why I say they coming for you because you are uplifting people out of old paradigms, and there are certain people that want to make money from these old paradigms. So to them, you're target number one. You're a public enemy. Okay. Okay, we're public enemy up in here. All right. Thanks, Mike, the peace dealer. Previous vibrant guest, awesome guy. My goats <laughs> love drinking their own. <laughs> I was just reading that too. Snake, Snake Jones says the darndest things. What the fuck, bro? <laughs> Another thing I'm going to play before we get out of here is uh, the one-on-one podcast trailer because people should be on on the one-on-one podcast. Shit is shit is going to blow up. Here we go. Four monitors, man. Are you compensating for something? 
I got five, bro. You missed one. Oh, this shit. <laughs> yeah, but I am compensating. I have a small homunculus. So, yeah, that's what happens. That's the when you peek too far down the rabbit hole. Juan, Juan and Juana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, check out Illuminati Confirmed. I do that show with Mark and Chris from Mensa Podcast. Mark from my family thinks I'm crazy. People love it. We go deep on that one. And yeah, I got that. I got the one on one podcast, the occult book club, philosophical ramblings. I talk about a, about a little bit of everything. And yeah, we got that episode with Gabe, uh, Romy and Thomas on the deocculting Florida coming out on Monday. So make sure to check that out. So three hours of how Romy would say gushy, gushy goodness or something like that. So whatever, whatever Romy says. That sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> He says awesome stuff. I mean, I want to talk hilarious. like him. He's a, such a poet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you guys got any closing thoughts before we uh, close the door? Uh, regarding the subjects at hand, not really. Uh, but I just want to mention that I'm doing a presentation. Will you do me a again. favor and research sandal symbolism and and <laughs> shoes and and shoe from? Re, tell me what you can find out about shoe, the Egyptian god. I do know a little bit about and that, actually. I brought it up a few months ago. Catch the uh, the beginning where we cover the first two minutes of the Moon Knight episode one, and you'll get a lot of the ideas that I was trying to lay out about Shu. Nice. It took us about an hour and a half. Yeah, 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 totally. Um, I was just going to mention real quick that I'm doing a presentation on Sunday for Templus Aquaria for Kalina Lux. So, oh, hell yes. Um, and it's about... Aquarius and the North Star. So I'm going to be talking about a lot of stuff I've never discussed anywhere, really. And so I'm really looking forward to it. And she's opening up the whole platform. So I'm going to post a link at some point within the next couple of days. And anybody can check it out without having to go through paywall. Awesome. I can't wait. And our uh, boy, Mark, from my family thinks I'm crazy is watching right now. You should hit up Kalina Lux. She would be great. (laughs) <laughs> she would be really good on she's really cool yeah, yeah in touch. incredible what she's doing and uh you too Juan. everybody should have her on she's a superhero mario i think you're really gonna enjoy an episode i did with gabe we had a, a phd uh specializing in artemis of ephesus and she's written books but she's a professor that studies artemis and we broke down a little bit the story of Artemis and nice. threw in our own twist on it with Gabe and, and her. So that's oh, coming cool. out very soon too. My girlfriend would love that actually too. Um, honestly, this whole community is doing so much amazing work. It's, it's really inspiring. And you three guys included, obviously. True. Dad. I gotta have you on soon, bro. We gotta, yeah. we gotta plan nice, for that nice. episode. Cool. Cool. I love you all. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, closing thoughts. Don't be a piece of shit. Love everybody. We're all equal. Love you guys. Happy Pride Month. And I'll leave you guys with, you know, when you get too close to the truth, you know what ends up happening. Oh, shit, guys. We got to go. They're at my fucking door right now. So get out of here. All right. Let's let's bail.